I know that this goal is inevitable. I could have been very attached to the outcome by kind of digging my heels in and being like, this has to happen. My goal is a burning desire, but I'm bringing the feeling of that into my life now, not waiting for the goal to show up in order for me to have that. Hi, I'm Alicia Wood. I'm a former TV producer turned human behavior and well-being expert. Living well is a constant evolution, which is why I'm bringing you actionable tools that can help you thrive. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alicia Wood. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Uh, We are going to dive into talking about detachment from the outcome. So whenever you're working towards a goal, and I think when we're talking about like manifestation, manifestation of your goal, like thinking something and then it becoming your physical reality, that's manifestation. Everything in our current reality is our manifestation. They were thoughts before and now they are things. Even if you look around your room, you thought about buying that thing and putting it on the wall. The person ahead of that thought about making the thing so that it could go on your wall. People thought about marketing it so that it could get there. People in stores that were bringing it into stock thought about, oh, this would be a great thing for our customers to buy from our store. Like, There's so many layers to um, the manifestation process. So many people are manifesting in different ways, manifesting different things. That's what manifestation is. So thoughts turning into things. And when you are manifesting your goals, you both need to have a burning desire and detachment from the outcome. And I know that sounds kind of backwards. Like, how can I have a burning desire and also not give a crap about how it turns out? Yeah, it's a fine little dance. <laughs> it's a fine little dance. And somebody asked me this today on on a call. They're like, okay, but I'm supposed to really want the thing that I want. And I'm supposed to detach myself from the outcome. Like, how aren't those two things conflicting? And I was like, excellent question. Because it can totally seem that way. But when you're working towards your goal, whatever your goal is, you want to get really clear on what it is, and then you want to build up the desire for it. Because if you aren't getting out of bed going like, I am excited to hit my goal today, like we are on path to our goal, like let's do this, and you're not jazzed about it, then are you really going to do the things necessary to receive the goal, to have the goal? Probably not. So that's where the burning desire piece comes in. So I was talking to somebody the other day and they asked me about my goals. And I said, well, my main goal right now is monetary. And he challenged me a bit, which I loved. He's another coach. And he was like, well, money is just energy. So what do you want it for? And I was like, excellent question. So then I started listing all the things and really getting into the energy of it. And I was like, well, with this money, then I would have a hot tub in my backyard. My bathroom would be renovated. I would be driving a G-Wagon. I'd also probably have a Jeep as well. I'd have both of them. I would 
be donating far more to the charities that I care about. I'd be able to give back to the community more. I'd be able to invest in the community and be able to bring more housing to people. I would be able to support my family more, take my family on vacations. I'd be able to travel with Jordan. I would be able to fly at the front of the plane always. Like these are the types of things that get me excited. It isn't just the number. The number is just a number, but it's what my life will look like at that number. So that's the burning desire. It's like, well, this is happening. It's And I've played with it and worked with it for so long now that I know it's happening. So that's where it's the burning desire. It's like, I know that this goal is inevitable. And the detachment piece comes from, I could have been very attached to the outcome by kind of digging my heels in and being like, this has to happen. This needs to happen. I have to have this happen or else I'm going to not enjoy my life. It's not going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. My goal is a burning desire, but I know that it's not going to make me feel any different. It might make me feel more financially free that I can buy things easier, but it's not going to make me feel happier. So there are some things where like I'm going to feel different. I'm going to feel different in terms of like there will be more peace, but I'm bringing the peace into my life now. I'm bringing the financial freedom, the feeling of that into my life now, not waiting for the goal to show up in order for me to have that. So in that sense, I'm drawing in the feelings now because but when I get to the goal, I will feel the way that I feel. I don't know if that's making sense. Let me get let me let me get a little clearer on this. In order for me to manifest the goal, in order for me to have my financial goal realized, I need to feel the way that the person with my goal feels first, then the physical material aspect of it will show up in my world. That's what I mean where I won't feel different because I am cultivating the feeling of the desire fulfilled now in order for me to attract it. And I'm detaching from the outcome of the goal by not having a strict timeline on it. I remember one of my mentors asked like, okay, well, if you reached your goal this year, how would you feel? Great. Cool. If I told you 100% that you would reach your goal, but it's not for another five years, would you? how would you feel? I'd be like, great. So it doesn't have to be on the timeline that I would like really, like there's no attachment to the timeline. There's also no attachment to how it shows up. I am open to that money coming from any direction. I am open to it. I'm not attached to it having to be a specific way. And that shows in the shift of my career, right? Like when I first was setting this goal, it was when I was in the fitness space and now things have shifted. Obviously, I'm more in the mindset space. The how doesn't matter to me. I am open to shifting. That's not to say that I'm going to do anything because <laughs> that's not true. It has to be in alignment with me. 
but I'm open to going, oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that before and allowing things to flow to me in a new way. So how do we cultivate detachment? Well, I think that one way to do it is to look at aspects of your life and go, okay, where am I really attached? Where do I get really frustrated? Where do I get annoyed with myself? Where are those times where I I need it to go a certain way? And when it doesn't go that way, I get irritated. I get annoyed. And um, recently I joined pottery, a beginner's pottery class. And before I started, I was chatting with my cousin-in-law and she had just started pottery. She's very good. She must not, I feel like this must not be a new thing or she's just very natural at it. Like just so, just spinning so many pots. (laughs) And we were chatting and she was like, you have to learn to detach. You have to learn to let go because things happen and beautiful pieces that you made get broken. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a good practice for me. So I went into pottery with the mindset of detachment to allow myself not to get frustrated when things didn't work out, to give myself grace, to have a beginner's mindset, to allow myself to fail in order to succeed. It's all learning. So for instance, I was making a pot today and I'm like, all right, this is happening. I've got it all centered. (laughs) Centered. Centering can take a bit of time. And also look quite phallic if you've ever watched pottery. That's a whole other discussion. So I get it centered, the pot's happening, and then I like slip or my arm like moves or something and I like lose an edge and I'm like, ooh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm like, well, is it done? I'm like, well, this could be an interesting bowl. Like I've seen pottery kind of like this before. And so I just decided, well, maybe this is what it was supposed to be. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be whatever I was trying to make. I there was actually no there was no goal except for it to look like a cylinder essentially. So I just kind of played with it until it became this like weird looking bowl. And I was like I could put keys in this. I could put remotes in this. I could put my crystals in this. Like maybe it was just not supposed to be a cylinder, a cup or a mug or a vase. Like maybe it wasn't supposed to be that. Maybe it was supposed to be this bowl. And I have no attachment to it. The other thing is like when you're making pottery, you have like the first step is like centering it, getting on the wheel, making the thing. But you can mess up the thing at the very last little bit of it. And the very last little bit of it is not even the very last little bit of it. Then you're going to go back and you're going to work on it the next week to like fix the bottom of it. Then 
it dries out for a few weeks. In that time, somebody could accidentally knock into it on a shelf and it fall on the ground and get broken because you're at like a guild. So there's other people who are there. Then somebody could drop it as they're putting it in the kiln. Somebody could drop it as they're taking it out of the kiln. Then after it's been bisked, <laughs> I'm still learning. If you're a pottery expert and you're like, this isn't the process, you can call me on it. That's okay. But <laughs> if you have no idea and you're just like, okay, she's taking me through the process. I don't even know if this is accurate. <laughs> then it gets bisked. I think that's just like kilned, like put in the kiln once. And then they fire it again. Oh, then you paint it. Sorry. You paint it in the meantime after the first fire and then you fire it again. Any part of this process, you could mess it up. There are so many steps to it that, of course, you have to practice detachment. Because if you're super attached to your work and then you dropped it, it'd be pretty friggin' devastating. But a piece you could have been working on for weeks and weeks and weeks can fall and that happens. And the best thing you can do is be detached. Let the clay fall. Have a little second and then on to the next. And so where in your life can you practice detachment? Obviously, for me, this is a great exercise. I'm like, okay, great. I've already messed up a few things. As I'm just spinning pots and I'm fine with it. Now it's the next step being fine when something breaks. And so it's consistently being like, okay, no attachment to the outcome. I still have a burning desire to get really freaking good at this, but I have no attachment to the outcome. I also don't have an attachment to the outcome of whether or not I sell pottery or anything like that. It's really just for fun. And so that's how I translate it to my goals as well Is I have this burning desire for this goal, but it's gotten to a point where I don't need to have it. I know I'll have it, but it's not like I'm going to be so upset if I don't get there. There's a difference. It's like, I know I'm going to get there. And I don't care about the timeline. This is a huge game. This is fun. So when you're talking about making money, why? and if that's the goal, because mine's monetary, your goal can be anything. What if it's just a big game? What if it's just a big game? And I talk about this so much. Treating life as if it's a big game just makes it so much easier. We take a lot of things really seriously. What if it doesn't need to be that serious? What if it doesn't need to be that serious? So burning desire, you're jazzed, you're excited, you know it's happening. You have all, like, you have the vision. It's clear in your mind. This is the thing that you want. And you're detached from the outcome. You can be both at the same time. And that's kind of freaking cool. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you shared it with a friend. 
because if you enjoyed it, they're going to enjoy it too. So if you know somebody that you think would really like it, please share with them. And I'd love it if you took a screen grab of it and just shared it to your stories on Instagram or wherever. Just let people know that maybe they'd enjoy this too. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And um, if you have any questions for me or you have any content that you would like me to, or any topics you'd like me to talk about, by all means, you could message me on Instagram at alicia.rose.wood. Uh, the handle's in the show notes as well. So you can find me there. I love hearing from all of you and learning about what you want to know more about. Have yourself an amazing, amazing rest of your day and I'll see you soon.